This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell good morning good morning good morning morning. i had jay on the screen i had i tried to switch it real fast and you were still up damn it jay good people it is friday june the 24th 2022 y'all decided to wake up ray jigan for that i appreciate you being here man me and jay were we're literally watching like highlights in the back and it's like Megatron and Javid Best. We're like, we're supposed to be pre-showing and we're watching damn highlights in the back. Shout out to our sponsors, man, Prize Picks. Make sure you use the promo code Wake Up for a hundred percent deposit match up to a up, up to a hundred dollars, dollar for dollar from first time depositors. Use the promo code Wake Up. Jay, how you doing this morning, my friend? How you doing on this fire Friday, man? How's Canada treating you today? I'm good, man. People are hyped. People are super hyped. There was a couple of very highly drafted Canadians yesterday in the NBA draft. I Um, I don't know if you saw Ray Patrick Mahomes goes drafted first overall to the Orlando Magic last night. Um, So that was pretty exciting for Orlando fans. They got their star, a star quarterback in Orlando to play basketball. I saw that. Um, Obviously, just kidding. Paolo Benchero was the uh, first overall pick. And um, Jabari Smith went third, and he was pissed about it. Uh, that was pretty funny to see. Knicks fans were in shambles. But yeah, man, it's cool. Canadians were pumped seeing uh, two guys go, I believe, in the top six. Top yesterday. six. The you kid know, from Arizona, more... right? From Montreal. Highest drafted yeah. player from Montreal ever. Who's the other Canadian that went? Who's? Uh, it... I forget the names, man. I don't I don't okay. follow the draft that much. But I know that there was, I believe it was two of the top, two of the top six guys were Canadians. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty cool to see. You know, Canadians have been making a mark on the draft for a long time. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins, champion, right, was, uh, was kind of the, not the first one because he might have been the first one actually to go number one, but there was Bennett who sucked. And then mm-hmm. there was a long, long string of Canadians who were not good, but hopefully that's turning the tide now. Um, but it was cool to see last night. I wasn't watching the draft, but I was following the picks on Twitter because Shams was breaking them all early. So yeah, might as well watch it there than watch the draft live. It's just more fun for me that way. And then I, I saw, I saw some, you know, we, we rarely ever, but I know there's a lot of hockey fans in here. I saw that there was like a crazy goal the other night in the Stanley Cup Finals where the 
puck got stuck in between like the net and the padding. The guy won it. So everybody out there that's Colorado Avalanche fans, apparently they're doing, they're about to win the Stanley Cup. So good yeah, for those. Yeah, they're 3-1 right now. Oh, yeah. Good for those. Good for those people. We might start doing hockey breakdowns on the show, man. Start, start turning to hockey. But, I, I, Jay, I went and looked because I just wanted to check. Like, when does training camp actually start? And the earliest that we have, so the NFL released training camp schedules yesterday, and the earliest we have is the 18th is when Buffalo rookies report to training camp. So the 18th of July, 18th, 19th of July, but it's right around that like 18th is when it starts. You know, the Raiders kick off their rookie minicamp on the 18th, Chargers, Miami Dolphins, Patriots, Saints, Jets, Giants, all on the 19th of July. So we still got about a month Right around four weeks until we get there. So we're still in rumor speculation mode. And it, here's the thing, man. Like, part of me, Jay, and today I just I wanted to talk because there's been so much news that, that, that's been going on in the, in, the, in the football world. It's deciphering, like, real kind of talk from bullshit, right? And I know there's a lot of um, coach speak and everybody's good, everybody looks great. But I think the big thing that um you know football fans and and fantasy football managers dynasty gamers were all tracking injuries and retirements and uh, ambiguous backfields ambiguous quarterback rooms and trying to figure out what kind of moves we can make to position ourselves to be solid come you know August and and September so you know there there are there's a lot of things that have happened over the past couple of days that I just Kind of want to talk to you about and get some opinions from the people in the building. And good morning to Mike A. in the building. Uh, McNutted, Mike, Iowa Michael on Twitter. We just dropped a podcast, 40 Chess, uh, where yes, I guessed sir. it on the show, man. Just dropped that. Uh, we talked some some auction strategies, some best ball dynasty. You know, that's the format that we, I, me, Mike, and Adam, pretend. I don't know about you, Jay, but I, I like it. I had Scott Connor on. Uh, my AMA last night, and he yep. he he thinks we're all cowards. He says if you play in best ball leagues and dynasty, you're cowards. Start your lineup. Lineup leagues are where it's at. Um, love Scott, that's my guy. Uh, but make sure you tap into Destination Debbie and tech, check out that show. It's a really good show. Marlon, good morning to you. Ty in the building. Fizzle dollars. Uh, Tyler P. Jay Peters in the building. Rico Stone. Patrick, good to see you, my guy. Uh, OT, OTG Bets in the building. Dalton Graves. I saw my girl Joe and Lindsey Mack, seven goat rings. So good morning to all of you. Yes, hey, Lindsey Mack, got that 30 on the ACT. Still very impressed with Lindsey Mack. Um, Jay, where do you want to – there's no there's no number one topic. You want to start with Alvin Kamara and just talk about – Sure. Uh, the report that and and let me read it verbatim. I don't want to I don't want to misquote anything. So the report on Alvin Kamara, <clears throat> PFT's Mike Florio reports that Saints running back Alvin Kamara is bracing for a suspension of at least six games. Kamara will face felony battery charges. Yikes. For allegedly throwing some punches at an incident at the stadium in Vegas, uh, the question per Florio is when the suspension will actually be enacted. The NFL prefers to wait until the criminal process has concluded before imposing discipline via the personal conduct policy. Kamara will be a risky fantasy pick this year due to the potential that the suspension sometimes happens sooner rather than later. So Alvin Kamara right now. And I'm looking at uh, Adiko's ADP because we're, we're leaving Keep Trade Cut alone. They have not paid us. Uh, Adiko's awesome. He's a, a, a dope young 
content creator, data compiler, and uh, let's give him his flowers while he's still in the building, right? While t- Keep Trade Cut doesn't need any more pub. Uh, but Alvin Kamara right now going off the board is RB13, and he's player 46.4 overall, and that puts him where? where right around in the fourth round of Dynasty Startup ADP. What are you doing uh, with Kamara right now with this potential suspension, his age being this is his age 27 season? Yeah. Um, if 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 you're a contender, let's let's look at it from both ways. Jay, if you're a contender, what are you doing with in a minute? And if you're not, then you shouldn't even have him on your roster. But uh, what does the suspension potentially do for Kamara, in your opinion, man? I think it just gives you less hope, right? That he's going to be able to contribute at a high level for your team. You know, six five hundred one. Excuse like a lot. me, five hundred one spot in uh, ADP. Five hundred one round is where he's going. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of kind of where he goes, I think the issue is, is that you can't feel confident drafting him anymore. You know, I drafted him in a couple of leagues this offseason, hoping he could be, you know, a back end RB one, but he's not going to do that if he's not available, right? Uh, what the suspension means? I mean, it means that he's probably more guilty than we realized you know we get, it was kind of like a random report he might have beat somebody up it might have been his camp and then you know there's reports there's video i think the issue is that like regardless of what you want to do like there's no reason to take him at this point like he's unless you're getting him what ray like seventh eighth round in a startup you're trading him for i don't know you get him for a second or something like no one's trading Kamara for a second, right? No one should be selling Kamara for a second. Like, even if you're not a contender, I think you might as well hold him until he comes back. Like, it's not a year-long suspension. It's not It's not a really long period. I guess it depends on when your trade deadline is. But at the end of the day, like, he's going to come back this season. It's just, you know, how does he come back? How does he look? I think he'll come back and look fine. But if you're a contender, I think you have to hold. I mean, what are you realistically going to sell him for? 27 years old people may want to buy but the only person who's buying is another contender who's not going to want to pay a whole lot to get him um i think that's kind of what it is and and where you have to go with camara right now so far see and, and here's my thing right like i get you mike you know mike saying well davenport drew davenport on twitter uh, uh he's sort of like he's an attorney and he does a lot of uh breakdowns legal breakdowns uh from his viewpoint here's the thing with this man I'm pretty sure Mike just learned of Drew Davenport over the past four months, right? Like he hadn't known yeah. Drew that. Like, so he, I, I'm not, he's no authoritative figure in the space, right? Like his, his opinion has probably got just as much credence and credit as Florio. So I'm not going to be like, well, Drew Davenport said it's, there's no merit. So I'm not going to, uh, no, that's not how this works, man. You, you, it's, it's an opinion of, of, and that's the thing, man, this is, I've seen people do this, man, and this is just me, Jay, and I know you and I talk about this all the time. If the narrative fits what you want to believe, you tend to rock with it a little bit more, and if it doesn't, yeah. then you tend to discredit or discount or ignore. That's not what we do. We're just reacting to what's there, right? We're not overreacting. We have not once said sell, hold, buy, trade, panic, we're just talking about it. Like, what would this mean if this were to happen? And it's the same exercise that we talked about during the rookie draft. Every time yep. we were doing those mocks and we're like, let's do mocks where a bunch of quarterbacks go round one. Let's do a bunch of mocks where none of them go round one. You're preparing. The more reps you get and the more scenarios you put yourself through and think about best case, worst case, sort of middle ground. If he's suspended four games, how would you react when the news actually hits? 
whether that suspension is six games, whether it's two games, whether it's no games, whether it's eight games, you will have you will have gone through sort of every sort of exercise, every sort of game plan to where you're not going to overreact one way or another. You're like, all right, I already thought about this. If you get six games on this roster, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold, I'm going to sell, I'm going to buy this guy. If he gets four, so it's, it's not about Florio versus Davenport. Like everyone's going to yes. have an opinion on everything. We're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and 80 people have 80 different takes on what's going to happen. He's not going to get much. He's going to get indefinite ban. He's going to get a one-year suspension, two-year suspension, 10 games, eight games. The more you can sort of, uh, it's learning, man. It's, it's, it's putting yourself in a situation to be prepared for what the unknown, because nobody knows. Drew Davenport doesn't know. Mike Florio doesn't know. Maurice Jones, Drew, NFL Network. No one knows until it actually happens. So, we're just talking about the news. What are what what's the latest thing to come out and how should we react to that or shouldn't we react? And I think <sighs> Kamara's dope, man. And he's one of those running backs where I think there are certain running backs whose games will age well with time, right? Yes. Because uh, yes. he, he doesn't get slammed up the middle time and time again. He doesn't carry the ball 300 times a season. His touches, a lot of them in the receiving game, he's not taking those high-impact collisions. So I do think he's a running back that will age a lot better than, let's say, a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry who's just getting slammed up the A-gap repeatedly week in and week out. Um, if if he misses six games, if he misses six games, uh, not ideal. But if you're a contender, I mean, when he comes back, he's probably stepping right back into every ounce of work that he was going to get and he just yep. had a six-week vacation, six-week break to not beat his body down, right? And then you can pretty yep. much – because New Orleans is going to be good enough to be in the hunt, right? Probably not winning that division over Tampa Bay, but they're going to be good enough to be a team that pushes for a wild card out of that NFC South. Easily. So week seven, week eight, whenever if, – if there's a buy in there, whenever Camaro would potentially come back if he is, in fact, suspended for six games – I have a lot more confidence in him coming back, getting his 90% workload opposed to uh, a player that uh, at this point, I'm just uh, personally, we've talked about him so much. I have more faith in him than J.K. Dobbins coming back if he misses four games, right? Like not all things are created equal. J.K. Dobbins, Jay, we've been talking about him. Uh, for the past week and a half, and we're going to keep it very general right here. Very, We're not going to dive into the to the nuance here, but J.K. Dobbins, uh, the report was a couple of days ago, he's standing on the sidelines, probably not going to do anything in training camp and could potentially start the season off on the pup list, right? Not, not playing any games. I'm looking, J.K. Dobbins right now as RB16 in Dynasty coming off of the board at 51.2. Where are you at? And I have not really asked you personally where you're at on with J.K. Dobbins, but you know he's coming off the board at 5:03. He's coming off a spot after Cam Akers, a couple of picks before Kenneth Walker, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette. Um, where are you at with with the report and the news of J.K. Dobbins's knee, the ACL and LCL injury, maybe not being a hundred percent at this stage? And and I'll just say, Jay. There was never a world in which I envisioned when he got hurt initially, what was that, in August of last year, him not being ready for this season. So for me personally, 
that was news that Dobbins may actually miss games because based on the ACL recovery timeline, it seems to extend a little further beyond that. Where are you at with Dobbins? Yeah, so to your point, Dobbins towards ACL, it was reported on August 29th. So again, you know, we usually project about a nine-month recovery timeline for ACL injuries, maybe 10 months if you need a little bit more time. Obviously, he had an ACL, LCL um, potential injury uh, toward both of them, which is a little bit more severe. But at the end of the day, I think we just have to be concerned, right? As much as we may like Dobbins or you may like Dobbins, you have to be concerned about what you're seeing right now. It's Again, it's only June. It's not even July. Training camp hasn't started, but... You know, for a guy who's really explosive, you kind of want to see the reps, right? Like if you were all in on Saquon Barkley and he's not at training camp and he's not practicing, you'd be like, you know, this isn't a guy who just runs up the middle. He's making big jukes and he's making a lot of guys miss and he he's very aggressive in the way that he moves his body. That's where these ACL injuries come from. It's from intense stress laterally on the knee. And a guy like J.K. Dobbins is a guy who's going to put a lot of stress on those knees. And so I think the other thing that comes into play here that people don't really always take into account is confidence, right? And Saquon's talked about this a lot. He's talked about how when he came back, he didn't necessarily have the confidence in his foot, in his knees to actually perform at the highest level. Paul George talked about this with his foot injury broke his foot all didn't have confidence for a whole year right and this is where it's such a massive factor if you're a player who is predicated on explosion and you don't have the confidence to explode that that your actual knees are going to stay there and intact for you that's a problem and especially with soft tissue and ligament injuries those are the ones that are a little more sticky the thing with bone injuries is that once they're healed like they're good it's literally just all in your head but with ligaments man like you know that at any moment maybe that could kind of reoccur and, and you can restress yourself and so i think that's part of it too that people aren't really taking into account is like yeah he may come back but if he doesn't have confidence in his body again, that's a problem. That's something yeah. we will we will never know that. Like he's always going to say, yeah. I feel great. I'm feeling good. But you won't know if he's not feeling confident in the way he felt pre-injury, right? The way he felt at Ohio State when he was just killing dudes in the Big Ten. And so that's what I think concerns me more than anything. And then I talked about this with the patrons, is that the Baltimore Ravens are a contending team, right? They're a team with, what, three, four running backs on the roster right now. They're a team coming off of a season with three season-ending injuries for their Damn. running backs. So what are the chances that you're really going to have a stellar season from one guy on this roster? And I think that's what scares me the most. Oh, okay, so... Uh, this is in, I'm at 223 first for Dobbins. That's he. Uh, even if he was see you later. Even if he was practicing, I probably. Okay, so l- let's let's be fair to both sides of this. Maybe, maybe they're just being very cautious with their stud young running back. Maybe, right? Maybe no, they're they just absolutely, like absolutely they are. Maybe they're sure. just like uh, we, we don't even want to push you through training camp. He'll be ready for yeah. week one, and we're gonna slowly integrate him into the offense we're not going to give him 25 touches a game to start out the season maybe that's just the case maybe or maybe it is like and and it was not a torn lcl Uh, thank you cody it was a damaged lcl torn acl whatever damage means um (laughs) yeah not good however not partially torn but damaged not good right damage right um but it, it it It's just, it's concerning, right? The prime years of a running back in Dynasty, year two and year three, he missed his entire year two, and the injury that forced him to miss year two is putting year three productivity into question. And 
every single athlete. I don't care the sport, man. When they suffer a season and an injury, they always, after that next season that they come back, they always tell you at the end of that year, yeah, I wasn't all the way confident. Like it, yep. it took me about a year and a half to really feel confident cutting on that knee, taking hits yep. on that knee. That's three, two years that you're just, you're not getting what you bargained for, right? You're not getting the top 12 running bet that you thought you were drafting. And I just point people to Cam Akers last year. When Cam Akers tore his Achilles, everybody said, that's it, death sentence, get out of Cam Akers. You don't, you don't want him, right? Then he started to progress and he started to heal and he came back, right? And when he first initially came back, his value went through the roof, man. People were talking about top five running back, top three dynasty running back. Then what happened, Jay? He played two <laughs> games. I remember you saying, trade your seconds for Cam Makers, trade your first for Cam Makers, man. He came but back. Like you said, man. Two games. Terrible. He didn't look that That's good. Terrible. And what happened? <sighs> value just tanked, man. Like people were like, I'm out. Like he looks like yeah. shit. He's not he's fumbling the ball. And they're still out. It's not like they they got out and now they're they're still out. And I think that's a big point here, Ray. And, and you did talk about that with Scott yesterday. I, I was listening and you brought up that point. It's like, okay, great. We expect JK to be great. But what if he comes back and looks like Cam Akers? And I don't think that's the fairest be comparison because Akers came back way too early, very premature, trying to make a Super Bowl run. Obviously, they did make that run and won, so worth it for him, worth it for the team. No suffering of injuries lingering going on into this offseason. So it, it worked out fine for the Rams. But from a value perspective, Akers' value is it's basically well, a shitter right now it, well, for what, it, still, what it should still, be if he was healthy. It's, okay, to be fair, Jay, it is creeping back up, right? To be fair. It's, but if he didn't, but where would it be if he didn't play right at all, though? If he didn't play at all, and he was returning to the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, I think he would. He he might be a Here's top a, ten guy. My, okay, Mike is right, but it doesn't matter, right? So Mike said, to be fair with Acres, no RB. To be fair with Acres, no RB on that team looked even competent at that time. That line was atrocious. That's not wrong. He's not wrong. The line was atrocious, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it was Acres running the ball, right? It yeah. was Acres that looked bad. So it, it, it's how people look at this stuff, man. Nobody's nobody's digging into the line. They're like, uh, he still looks sorry as hell, right? Like that's yeah. that's how people view it. They weren't they, they weren't going in depth. Some people were, but most folks were just like, nah, man. And Joe's kind of right. When he came back, that was probably like. You had an opportunity in the same season, which you normally don't get with an injury like that or an ACL, in the same year to, if if you were really savvy, you could have bought on the dip, right? But we didn't have the foresight yeah. to know he was going to come back. You could have bought on the dip after he tore his Achilles and was his football career was over. Sold him when he came back. And then sold it that when, he, when he came back and, and, and doubled your investment, right? Like that would have been a hmm. savvy freaking move, but who would have known he would have came back? Um, it's and that's the thing, Mike. It's the perception that drives the value, not and and what I kept saying to defend Acres and my girl, I love Joe. Joe has been rocking with Wake Up from the beginning for the most part, and her and I would go back and forth on Acres, right? Her and I would go respectfully, but back and forth. And my whole thing with Acres was, what did we expect, man? The dude didn't have any mini camp, uh, any training camp. He didn't have preseason. He didn't play. 
I don't under I don't know if people understand how hard it is just to like wake up and just go play football, period. But to 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 not really do anything, to not really have any practice and then get thrown out there at the end of the season was an unfair position that the Rams sort of put him in, but they were trying to win the Super Bowl. So I, I, yeah. I say all that to say, I asked Scott last night, and I'm going to ask you, Jay, would you rather, let's play a little would you rather with old J.K. Dobbins. Would you rather J.K. Dobbins or Travis Etienne right now? Travis Etienne. Okay. J.K. Dobbins or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley. J.K. Dobbins or Alvin Kamara? Guess I'm taking Alvin Kamara. Kamara, man, you'd rather Kamara. Yeah, I like Kamara more than Dobbins. Rather Kamara. All right, J.K. Dobbins or Kenneth Walker. I'll take Kenneth Walker. Okay, J.K. Dobbins or Antonio Gibson. I think I'm taking J.K. Dobbins. I think I'm taking J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins or David Montgomery. I think I would honestly consider Montgomery there. I think he's going to be really good this season, and I think at that point, that's what I'm. That's what I would trade him for. Is if I, I don't think my argument would be like I think Montgomery would be more productive than Gibson, and so and significantly more productive than Gibson, and I think that's the reason why I would take Montgomery. But you know, I Montgomery's take only twenty five. Yeah, he's young. He I was like he was one like of the youngest drafted running backs ever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. J.K. Dobbins or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Really? Easily. Yeah. I just I want I want the production, man. Like I do. I want the production. Because that's that's a that's a down tier you could make and probably still get like a second back. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. You could okay. I'm I'm may, I'm I'm talking about it in terms of one for up. but I'm for, just saying, like what if but what if what if Aaron Jones gives you two years? Like you you probably you know he's gonna give you one, but he probably gives you two years. At that point, why wouldn't you take Jones? Like okay, he's probably okay. gonna be more productive yeah, yeah, yeah. than Dobbins anyways. And and I'm sure with that deal, it would be a tear down. You probably can get Aaron Jones plus for Dobbins. Uh yeah. last last two. I asked these two to Scott. J.K. Dobbins or James Cook right now? One for one. Dobbins or Cook, period. I'm taking Dobbins. All right. Dobbins or A.J. Dillon? Dillon. I, I like Dillon a lot. You know that. I okay. like Dillon a lot. I think yeah. he's walking in 250 opportunities. He's got tons of touchdown upside. He's great. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get back to some more news, right? Or <laughs> at least some more uh, some player, some player talk, right? Uh, this this one we talked about last night, um, Joe Mixon. So the report believes, and just I'm reading the report, and just what do we think? What do we think if this is in fact the case, right? If this report is dead on, what do we think? So the report believes Chris Evans has a, a chance to supplant Samaj P. Ryan as the Bengals' third down back, right? Notably, it does not appear likely that Joe Mixon will handle third downs this season. Uh, the guy noted that Mixon's third down role declined dramatically as 2020 progressed. He averaged 5.3 third down snaps over the first six games of the season and just 1.8 third down snaps in the Bengals' final nine. Now, Mike posted in our Discord, while that may be true, he actually had more targets the back eight games than he had the first eight games. So, I don't know. But Joe Mixon, if the Bengals turn him into a two-down grinder, man, um, and Jay Peter says, has, has Mixon ever handled third downs? It's a good freaking point. I, I don't I don't really know, right? Mixon is being valued, Jay Rich, as a top eight dynasty running back. Joe Mixon is going into year six, values top eight, right behind Austin Eckler in between Eckler and Dalvin Cook, uh, coming off the board in the third round. 28.5 is his startup ADP for, for Joe Mixon. 
What do you where are you at with with Mixon? Three oh five is where he's coming off of the board. What do you want? What do you want to do? And to be fair, I've been talking about Chris Evans for like two and a half years now. So <laughs> if you tap into your boy. I've been telling you about Chris you, Evans oh, out of Michigan. Now, now you want to now you want to tell Chris Evans after he finally has some life after basically having well, no life at all. You're gonna he remind your, me. You're gonna was, remind me of your all guy the guys who, I get wrong. So let me have was, my he, small victory laps. Small. He ones. was your guy. You heard through the grapevine. That I got connected. NFL was I got sources than everybody else. I got. Is it my fault? I have sources. I have. I'm Chris Broussard. I got sources, baby. Don't blame me. Get it out. Off it out. It's okay. We good now. now talk um, about Mixon. But no, I'm not concerned about Mixon because the Bengals passed the ball um, on first down 63 percent of the time last season. So why am I worried about their pass about him on getting receptions when they pass the ball on first down a ton? So again, you can be concerned, and I get it if you're concerned, but when the Bengals are top 10 in first down pass percentage, that's fine for Joe Mixon. Like, that's not a problem. 62, 63%, right? And then on top of that, he still had only 40 targets last season. It's not like he's out here getting, or he had 48 targets last season. It's not like he's out here getting 70 targets to where if he doesn't play third downs, he's going to lose, you know, 20 to 30 of them. And I think on top of that, like, Joe Burrow's not a guy who's dumping it down to the running back on second and on second or third down. Like he's going long. He's trying to hit Jamar Chase. He's hitting T. Higgins. He's hitting Tyler Boyd, right? So I'm not overly concerned about that. I think where Joe Mixon's best utilized in the screen game and the quick passing game, or you kind of want to run him on a little flare route quickly, get the linemen out there. Um, I think that's where he's best utilized. He hasn't shown the ability to really be much of a pass catcher. Catches a ton of passes, like he catches 82% for his career in the NFL, but he hasn't been the receiving weapon we hope for out of college. Um, but I'm not concerned. I think it's fine, you know. They're going to pass in a lot of situations, regardless of whether it's first down, second down, third down. And so if he doesn't play a few third downs, I think that's okay. I think he'll be fine. I'm not too it's, worried about it overall. It's weird because coming out of Oklahoma, man, like that's what he did. Like you go look at his yeah. his, his rushing, like his his sophomore season at Oklahoma, only 187 carries. That's it. 187, 1,200 yeah. rushing yards, almost 1,300 rushing yards, 37 receptions, 538 yards receiving in college for a running back. That's more yardage. Then Deuce Vaughn, who's billed as a pass-catching running back. His freshman season at OU, 28 receptions, 360, 356, and four through the air. Like, he was a phenomenal pass-catching running back at six foot one, 230 pounds. Just a freak of nature watching Joe Mixon do work at Oklahoma. And why he's, why he's never been fully utilized as that in the NFL is beyond me. Um Chris Evans, yeah, I mean, in deep leagues, you you need to have him rostered. Uh, yeah, we'll sure. see. I mean, P Ryan, I, I I still don't know how he's hanging on this long, um, but P Ryan is. Uh, hopefully, Chris Evans can beat out P Ryan this year. I I hope so. I hope so. So, I, I, again, my question is, what are you doing with Mixon and Dynasty? He's going to be twenty six years old in a couple of weeks, um, going into his sixth NFL season. It's still incredibly young. So. Age-wise, he still feels like he's got like two or three years left. But, you know, we yeah. were talking last night, and Mike said, if if Mixon smashes for you this year, you better get out. Like, the Zeke Elliott fall-off is pending, and you can see it coming. Running back going into year seven, probably don't want to be – and be, going into year six, and he's still being valued as a top-eight dynasty asset, do you want to start thinking about pivoting off of Mixon? Would a down to you? Would you, would you Jay? Would you take Antonio Gibson and a 2024 
first round pick right now for Joe Mixon. Not 23. Antonio Gibson, 2024 first for Joe Mixon. Would you do that teardown? I don't think so. I think I want Mixon's upside. Like Mixon had 16 touchdowns last season. So am I going to yeah, trade that? But you, for are you penciling him for 16 more touchdowns? That's a lot of damn touchdowns, man. No, but he had touchdowns. 300 carries, right? Like he was he was dominant last season. I think that every indication is that he's going to be dominant again. Again, he had 13 touchdowns on the ground, 1,200 yards on 300 carries, and they had a terrible offensive line, like terrible. And we know it got better. So I'm not projecting him to get 16 touchdowns again, but we're projecting the offensive line to be better. We're projecting the offense to be better. And we're selling Joe Mixon when we may not have seen his best season yet, which I think is fully possible. He may not get the touchdowns, but the yardage could be there. The yards per carry could definitely go up. He was only 4.1 last season. He got 50 targets. Maybe he gets 60 this season. I just don't think a 24 first is where I would go. 23 Maybe okay. talk me into it, but I think I'm betting on the ceiling for Mixon this season than willing to sell him next season because he only has two years left on his contract. Um, so there is that factor of it too. Next year, he's a 12.85 million cap hit with a 5.5 dead cap. So they could definitely restructure him next year to where ETN he's and off the team, but be restructured. ETN and a 24 first for Mixon right now. I've got ETN. I'm giving you ETN and a 24 first for Mixon right now. Would you do it? I don't think I would do it, man. I, I, I really think that I want Mixon's ceiling for this season. I, yeah, I think me, it could be his I, I'd tear, season. I'd tear down. I, I would I would smash accept it. I would tear down. I would smash accept it, man. Um, yeah, I don't think I would. Okay. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is also another one of the players that, you know, we talk so much about running backs. I, I hurt, trash, hurt. You got, you got uh, uh, Michael Gallup and Chris Godwin, both returning from ACL tears as well. Um where are you at with Godwin? And again, the report, I'm just the 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 reports, not you know, is uh uh the athletics Greg Amen wouldn't be surprised if Chris Godwin's knee opens up uh, opens the season on the reserve pup list towards ACL week 15. It's almost a lock to open training camp on the active pup list, but the Bucks could slow play his recovery. Um they they gave him that extension. This this was this is my thing with um with Godwin. Let's say he does start the season on the pup list, Jay, and he misses the first four weeks. And, you know, e- even when he's back practicing, just say Tampa Bay is like, if, if, I guess if I'm Tampa, you've got a team that should contend for a Super Bowl this year with Tom Brady. What sense would it make? And they're, pro- they're probably going to run through that. Div- they're probably going to win that division, right? Even without God, yeah. they're probably going to win the So if I'm Tampa Bay, why would I rush him like to get him on the field for week eight games and throwing him out? I just why not just slow play him, right? Get him acclimated. Where you really want Godwin is in the playoffs, right? You want Godwin one hundred percent for the NFL playoffs so you can try to win a Super Bowl and send Tom Brady off into the sunset. What are you what are you what are you doing with him in Dynasty? Let me I don't even know where he's being valued. Where's where is uh what's his God man, wide receiver twenty two. Wide receiver twenty two. That's tough, man. That's really tough. He's 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 behind Jerry Judy, Mike Evans, Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin, Traylon Burks, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman. I mean, at that price, I think you almost have to think about selling. Like, let's just be real. Um, he's not going to play for probably the first six weeks, at least first eight weeks, potentially. First 10 weeks of possibility, yeah. first 12 weeks, right? They're saying not until October is his 
earliest possible outcome. And that's if he limps on the field, essentially, and just kind of, you know, goes through the motions, low snap count, low usage, not startable. I mean, at that point, how is he going to help you this season? And I think, Ray, another big factor is he only has a five mil cap hit this year. They're not expecting a lot out of him, right? When they signed that contract, part of it was backloading it into the next two seasons. And so, you know, they made room this year because they weren't going to have him on the roster, but then all of his money is tied into next season and the year and the year after that. So for me, man, I think like, honestly, if, if someone's going to give you wide receiver 22 prices, I think you sell over the hope that you can find value that you way. Think that's and when too he comes high? back, you think wide receiver 22 is too high. You, uh, well, even, even if he comes back, right. Even if he comes back, is he wide receiver 18? No. Is he wide receiver? Probably like, not. But no. But even but I'm saying even on this roster, right? I, I want to open this up a little bit, right? Because there's still Russell Gage there who will be six months, or it's not six months, six weeks, eight weeks established with Tom Brady. There's still Mike Evans there, right? I mean, I, I, we don't know who the guy is going to be. It's probably not going to be Evans. It, it hasn't really shown to be that when everyone is there, but it might be. You know, at the early season, it's going to be Evans, like full go. Talked about how much I like him this year. But with Gronk not being there, they're going to need Godwin back. Is he going to be, you know, wide receiver 15, 16? Is Evans going to be wide receiver 15, 16? Like, they're going to eat into each other a little bit. And so how does that ultimately shake out for Godwin? Like, he is hurt right now, and he's wide receiver 22. When he comes back, what, is he going to be wide receiver 15? Like, realistically, I, no. I don't know how much higher he's really going to go. People love him. I love him. But I don't love him on the Bucks. right? I want him to go somewhere else where he can be the guy on an offense. What do you mean right? you don't love him on the Bucks? You don't love him with Tom Brady? I love him with Tom Brady. But, I mean, there is still, regardless of what you think about Tom Brady, there is more upside somewhere else on a better, on an offense that's more open, right? He may see, what, 130 targets? Chris Godwin's a guy who can, can command 150 in the right offense, right? It's not that I don't like him with Tom Brady, but there's still a lot of guys there who will command a target. So I, I, let me, I, I guess I'm not, is is wide receiver 22 too high or too low for Godwin? Where it's are you too, at? It's way, it's too high for me. Like, you're telling me you're taking him wow. over, I'm assuming you're taking him over Bateman, who you know I'm not that high on this season. I'm assuming you're taking him way over Mooney. You're talking about Judy, who I'm kind of iffy on. Taking him over Cortland Sutton, who is still well? What, let me let me list them. Let me list them. Would you let's let's let me just run down the list. Godwin or Hollywood? Oh, I'm taking Hollywood for sure. Okay, for okay. Sure. Uh, let me keep going. Godwin or Bateman? Bateman. Devontae Smith. Smith. J Mo. Uh. All right, Keenan Allen. I'll take Keenan Allen. No, I'm taking Godwin. Olave. But, but what, can we stop? But why? I want you to give me your case as to why. Why am I doing what? Who did I say? What why did I say? You said you take, you said you take Godwin easily over Keenan. I want to know why. He's 26 years old, man. But Keenan he's not Allen's, playing. You're, this season's fine. a wash. He's still going to be good wash. next. He's going to be fine. If he can come back this year, I'm not. My Wait, mind, sorry, the way but, that I. But if, the, but if he comes back, is Tom Brady his quarterback? Next season and beyond. It's fair, he's only got a two-year contract, man. Like as much as we may say, like again, I want him to be on another team. I think he's got a better situation on another team. But now, right now, he's on the books for two years. Right? He's he's locked in for two years. After that, they'll cut him. They'll restructure whatever. But if if Godwin's not his quarter, or if Brady's not his quarterback, care, he doesn't man. have the ceiling. Right? He doesn't I've have seen that I've seen wide receivers thrive with Tom Savage's at quarterback, man. I, I've but seen you're talking it. about 
but you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins, and he's the only guy there. We, there was three receivers there that can all demand a target share. So if they have a substandard quarterback with three guys who can command a target share, that's not good, man. That like that's not good. You have three capable receivers. It's not like Godwin's the only show in town. And Keenan Allen is tied to Justin Herbert for his for his career now. Like that's that's locked and loaded. And so that's my pushback on that. But I would take Chris Olave over Godwin. We didn't even talk about Olave, but with Kamara okay. out, if he's out. <laughs> He could be poised for a massive role. A All massive right, can I keep going down the list? All right, Elijah yeah. Moore or Godwin? Godwin. I'll take Elijah Moore. I'll take Elijah Moore. Sutton or Godwin? Sutton. Mooney or Godwin? Mooney. Amari Cooper or Godwin? I'll take Godwin. Amon Ra? I'll, I, yeah, at that point, I'm taking Godwin. Allen Robinson? Three years of Matt Stafford. You, you talked could, all that shit. You talked you all that talk shit. Yeah, you, you could, talked I all just, that shit a second ago know, with I've Keenan Allen. If you would take Keenan Allen, if you would take Keenan Allen over Godwin, then you better take Allen Robinson, who's younger than Keenan Allen, on just as much about, of a high-flying offense. It's So the only thing with Keenan is, uh, is I've seen it, right? I know what it's going to look like. I, I don't know what it's going to look like with – Allen Robinson, but I'll take Allen Robinson. I just don't know what it's, I just don't know what it's going to look like. I just I wish I knew what it was going to look like. I'm, I wish I knew I'm, exactly I'm just what using your logic. You That's were fair. convicted, easy. Like Keenan Allen, why on earth would you take Godwin over Keenan Allen? And then you get to a Rob, who's younger than Allen, who's tied to a prolific quarterback and an offense that just wants to chuck the ball around. And you're uh, I don't know about a Rob. All right, all right, okay. The, the, all those players are going after Chris Godwin, according to Adiko's. Uh, ADP rankings and well, not even him. According to what the community uh, is I, is doing think, in these in these drafts, I just think that people need to. If you have Godwin, I think you should consider selling because is Godwin going to get day, another like, contract unlike Gibson? Because you've already said yes. that Antonio Gibson Godwin will get, get another contract, contract for sure. He'll get another contract, but okay. I think that his price hasn't fully reached its bottom yet, and I think that's the reason why I consider selling. You think it's going to go like, lower? What? You think Godwin's he's. Not, he, he's if he's not playing, where how's his value going to go up? It's it's no different than JMO. You can buy JMO right now, but his value is not going up if he if he's not playing. And that's the that's the case that Mike made, and he's made it time and time again. Is if JMO is not playing, his value is not going up. As as players start playing well and and doing things, and people see them on the field, that's when their value goes up. When they're not on the field, that their value does not go up; it only goes down. All right, let's get out of here with this one. The hottest topic of all hot topics. Oh, Cleveland. Oh, Lindsey Mack, your Browns. Lindsey Mack, Eric V, your Cleveland Browns. Uh, uh, Aaron Wilson reports that there is concern from the NFLPA that the league will look to suspend Deshaun Watson for the, in quotes, entire 2022 season, comma, if not indefinitely. I asked this question last night in the Discord. What is indefinite? What does that mean? Like, what is... So I know what it means. I, I'm not an idiot. I know what it means, but what does this mean in terms of like what's worse? If if the NFL comes out and says Watson's out for the 2022 season, period, or they come out and say Deshaun Watson suspended indefinitely, which one is worse? Like which one? Which one do you? Here's the better question: Which one will the community react to in a way that if you believe in Watson, it gives you an opportunity to buy? Or if you have them, you're you're shitting bricks because you're panicked. If they say he's suspended indefinitely or he's suspended for the 2022 season, which one is worse for how he's going to be perceived? 
Well, it's it should be obvious it's indefinitely because it again it's indefinite. There is no defined timeline for his suspension, right? Um, if if the NFL if the NFL comes out and says he's suspended indefinitely, his value will tank so hard because at that point they're basically saying you cannot play in the NFL until every case you have is settled or has been litigated or something has happened because. That is probably the best thing they could possibly do is say, Watson, you are not playing until all of these cases are finished. Your legal matters are over. And then we can discuss you returning to the NFL. And I think even at that point, he would have to basically apply for reinstatement to the NFL and all of these things to make sure that this is concluded. Because I think that's where the NFL really saves themselves is if they don't they don't say, oh, yeah, you're spending for a year. And then he gets two more cases, three more cases. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't. I have no idea how many cases there's going to be. There's reports of 66 women, and we have 26 cases. Is there going to be 66 cases? Probably not. But could there be 30? Maybe. Right. Like that's fully what, possible. He's still what 20 I've seen so some people say is the NFL could use. Um, let, let's just say. Let's just say he gets indefinite, right? And then by week four, the other cases settle. Right, they're settled. Everything is cleared up, and he can come back. Then he can, it could be eight games. It could be six games. It could be forever. Right? Um, it's it's you know with a year like he's done for a year and he's back. Like if if they say he's done for a year, some people will panic and be like, I, I'm out. I can't. My roster can't sustain a year of non production. Um, it's just it's interesting. It, it it seems like a heavy hammer coming down. You're suspended indefinitely. Two weeks later, all the cases are cleared up. Uh, there's no criminal charges. NFLPA is like, look, they're all they're all handled. He's sad as two games, it's four games. Can he come back this season? What will you do? Your question to you, Jay, what do you do in Dynasty? Because you like Watson the player. You like Watson the player. I've had Watson on teams for years, man. Just waiting. What just are you doing? Literally just waiting. And when the news comes out, the news will come out soon. Uh, entire yeah. season, or let's let's roll with indefinitely. What are you doing once that happens? I mean, I'm holding, man. Like I'm, I am diamond handing Deshaun Watson. I'm not trading him for a second. I'm not unloading him for anything. If anything, I'm probably buying at that point, right? Because again, he's not old to the point where I. I just, the chances of him not coming back are so slim. He's like, gonna play so slim. Yeah. So Ray. Let's let's just take this into picks, right? Because you know me, I don't care about my picks. I'm willing to trade my picks. I think I'd be willing to part with a 24 first for Watson if he was suspended indefinitely. Would you make that move? You said what? A 24 first if he was suspended indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. Easy, right? Yes. But then would you do a 23 first if he suspended indefinitely? Yes. Yes. You would, eh? He's 27 so, years old. Yes. Yes. But then what's stopping us from trading a 23 first for him now? Cuz I will. You I will might get him for that. I will. No, I, I think he's going to play good. We're talking about fantasy football. Uh, yeah. Again, I've said multiple times, I think he's a certified creep, man. I think he's a certified creep. But when he's on the football field, he's a 5,000 yard passer. He's a 400 yard rusher. He's one of the best. Literally going into the 2021 offseason, the question was Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson as QB1 or yeah. 2. In Dynasty. Literally. He had just led the league in passing in Houston, man. Led the league in passing. Just put the team on his back and just said, let's go. Uh, yes, I would quickly 
part a 2023 third round pick for Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team. If he gets the indefinite ban, I probably will be buying because I, he's going to play again. He's going to play again. Yeah. I think Cleveland's bracing for the year. We saw the money. We saw they structured the deal. Well, you see, you saw that um, Josina Anderson also reported, right, that the NFLPA and the NFL are very far apart on that suspension, right? And we talked about this, I think it was last episode of the episode before that, talking about how they would try and come together for a joint suspension, no appeal. That way it just looks good for everybody. Okay. But it seems like that's not going to happen because they're too far apart on this negotiation. Let me ask you this, and this is something nobody is really talking about. If is he eligible to play right now? Like if nothing happens, if the NFL doesn't issue like is let's just say this let's just say it just drags on. Like is he eligible? Yeah. To, is he like eligible to play I think technically? Right now? I think technically because I don't think he's on the commissioner exempt list, which is where I think he So he can up. play right right now. He's not he can play. Well, he's practicing, right? Yeah. I like I think as of right now, if, if for some reason the season start, I I believe yeah, like he could play. It's just realistically he would be sitting out. He would be, you know, yeah. on the exempt list, whatever the hell is going on. Like, again, he was eligible to play last year, yeah. but he just didn't, right? He just didn't play. Um, he could have played and got his money, but he didn't want to play. Or they probably, okay. you know, back behind the scenes. But Thank I think, you. yeah, he can play. It's just realistically he's not. Yeah, the chat not said, yep. Chat said, yep, yeah. can play. So Which is which is why he's practicing, right? Like, yeah. he's getting ready to play this season with his new teammates, new team, all this stuff. Like, He's preparing to play. Whether he plays or not is really the question, and we'll have to figure that out over the next coming days. Last one. Oh, Gronk. Gronk said he's he's hanging it up. Real quick, what do you – you got to hold him, right? If you have him on your roster. Oh, yeah. Right. You gotta, do you think he's retired? Do, do you think he's actually retired? Because I don't. Not for a second do I believe he's retired. No. Not I, for a second. I think he'll come – He doesn't want to go to training camp. He doesn't want to go to training camp. Yeah. He'll, he'll come in like August – 20th, I don't even know if he'll 23rd. come. Third, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't come into the playoffs until like later in the season. Like I just, I wouldn't want to do training camp either. It it it, it doesn't seem fun. Um, he doesn't like he doesn't need it, right? But no. if you have him, unfortunately, you got to burn that roster spot and you got to hold him. Um, if yep. someone drops him, go pick him up. You got to burn a roster spot to hold him and just see. Uh, if Rob comes back and plays, man. So you say you don't, I don't think he's retired either. I just, I don't think he wants to do that. Um, Patrick says, what would you offer for Gronk? I wouldn't get wild Third. now. Uh, thirds. Thirds. Would you trade for a fourth? I'm not doing a second. A fourth, but no, not a second. I couldn't right. do that. Arch couldn't Manning that. going to Texas. What do you think? Arch Manning. Bro, the- not I'm excited, man. But it kind of sucks though cuz he's not going to start for 2 years, right? Well, he's not he's not he's still in high school, so it doesn't matter. But yes, he's going to have to wait 2 years behind Quinn. He's going yeah, t- to wait 2 years. He's going to wait 2 yeah. years. So That but- was really exciting. Really exciting, man. That that team's going to be Arch Manning, be baby. Arch Manning. All right, man. That team's going to be good. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all tapping in this week. We've got uh, views from the 10-something on Monday. We're going to use DLF's uh, mock draft tool again. A lot of people seem to like it. Um, so we'll use Adiko's ADP, DLF's mock draft tool. What? What? What happened? Edward Ryan, Calvin Ridley is a free agent in my league. Should I drop Tim Patrick for him and stash him? Tim depends Patrick's on, probably a little bit too good. Depends on his team. Depends on his team, man. That's a shallow league, probably. Depends on his team. You want to pick up Ridley, uh, but I would want to keep Tim Patrick. Like I'd, yeah. I'd want to see what else you could could drop. But um, we appreciate y'all tapping in the show. Hit the thumbs up button, like the content, tell your friends about it. Comment for the algorithm. I didn't see James in the other day, but that's his saying. Comment for the algorithm. 
Um, tap into the Destination Devi uh, podcast. Mike, Eugene, yes, Ike, Adam. A lot of good stuff going on over there. And if you want more access to the crew, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Y'all have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Make sure y'all set your alarm clocks right and early. Wake y'all ass up with me and Jay on Monday. We out. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.